Thanks for joining with us today on our Potter's Hope podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and gives you strength to live out the life that God has for you. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn with me to Matthew chapter 25 tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sunday I spoke about productivity. Tonight, if you're a note taker, you probably want to get your pen out, maybe your notepad. I'm not going to go back and rehash a whole lot. I'll have a couple of points there that I want to make, but I want to get to the latter point of distribution if I can. Uh, It's very familiar. This is a very familiar passage. Matthew chapter... 25, verse 14. The Word of God says, it's in red, so Jesus said, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and to every man according to his, the King James says, his several ability. But it also means own or individual ability. I want to talk about ability in just a few moments. And straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them another five talents. And likewise, he that had uh, that had been given two received two also gained or earned another two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. Pray with me. Father, we love you so much, and there's such power in your word tonight. And God, tonight, once again, I'm humbled to stand behind your pulpit and to have this opportunity to bring forth this word. I ask tonight, Holy Spirit, that you lead and guide us in everything that we say and do. And once again, Lord, thank you for letting us have just such a wonderful time of worship with you with you already here this evening. Do what you do, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said hallelujah. Can be seated. Can be seated. I asked the guys back there if they would. I give them a list of some things and it's pertaining to productivity. Sunday morning, like I said, I'll go back and I just, I want to talk. I'm going to treat this I say treat this. This is going to be somewhat like what we would even do in a hope group. I think parts of it will be. But when we talk about productivity Sunday, we talked about that. Could you bring this down a little bit, please? No, they tell me. Okay. I feel like I'm speaking into a barrel. Not that you all are the barrel. (laughs) But in the midst of, uh, of, of trying to define productivity, we, we, we talked about several different things, but it's really getting out of something and, and what you put into something. And so we talk about that. Many of you have, have no doubt been in the business world and maybe even within the factory mindset, and we know that there's a chain of things that has to happen. And we were correlating that to the kingdom of God in much the way that the kingdom or the way that business is set up in the world, the kingdom is much the same. You see, because Jesus Christ himself came to earth to die for sinful man, and the true core of all of it wasn't to perform miracles, even though he did. It wasn't just to walk on water, even though he did. It wasn't just to do those things. The main purpose and the main goal of all of it was to reconcile sinful man back to a holy God. It was actually this. It was what the first Adam lost for the second Adam, which was Christ, to bring back to God what had been lost. Now, in that losing, we know what we lost is mankind. But when that second Adam came, the Word of God says, By one man's disobedience, many became sinners. But by one man's obedience, many became righteous through him. So tonight we can praise God and thank God that we have been set free from that first Adam of the flesh and now we can live in the Holy Ghost and in power through that second Adam, which is Jesus Christ. 
But the church today, if there's ever been a time, and you all know it was hot in here on Sunday, man, just simply this, that there's ever been a time that the church, the body of Christ, not the church building, the body of Christ needs to stand up and be counted. It is right now. And I think we made that, I think hopefully the Holy Ghost made that clear on Sunday. So tonight, what are we doing? There's some things that pertain to that real quick, guys. I think I gave you four or five different things. If you'll just put it up there real quick. We talked about efficiency. We talked about that and the efficiency as far as within the church. I want to ask you a question tonight, and I'm going to get Miss Amy, if she will, if she'll come help me tonight. Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. I'm going to go back to that scripture. I'm going to go back to that scripture. Always want to encourage you to bring your Bibles, bring a highlighter, bring that. Many of you have that on your phone. I know many of you uh, work that note thing on your phone also. Who has Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2? Who has it? All right, Clay, would you come here, please? Bring your Bible with you. Would you please read that? Amy, right up there on the list, I want you to, to write, and I know you, you, efficiency, efficiency. Would you please read Hebrews 12, 1 and 2? Wherefore, seeing we, are, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's give God praise tonight. Let's just thank God for his word. And, and tonight, I, I want to ask you this. You can go ahead and turn to Galatians chapter 5 and verses 5 through 8. We'll be tagging off of that too. Told you we're going to do this like a hope group kind of tonight. So those of you that are watching online also, I've got a question for you. Here's, and we talked about being efficient. You know this in the business realm, but it's much the same way within church. My question to you tonight is what is bogging you down? What is keeping you from doing what God has called you to do? Now, I want you to think about in the natural realm what slows you down, what bogs you down. Amy, they're going to start listing things here in just a moment. What's something that bogs you down, that keeps you from doing what you need to be doing? Just need a hand up. Somebody first. Nobody first. Online, please type it in. <laughs> What's something that slows you down? What's something that keeps you from being efficient? I'm coming. Your phone. Oh, man. We don't, do we need to even go any further than right there? I'm coming, Courtney. What's one thing that bogs you down, slows you down? Our television. Media. What's something else? Clay? Clay. Busyness. Jim. Laziness. Be right with you, Larry. Sin. That's scripture. Be right with you. Sharon. Tired. Wore out. People online, start typing in. Do we have somebody back there tonight that may be able to answer? Yes, ma'am. Fear. Anybody else? Larry. Pleasures of this life. Our own self-righteousness. Distractions of the world. Miss Amy is busy. Anybody else? So guys, when you see this, and, and, and we can see now why the church is not efficient. When I think about efficient, I think about something operating smoothly. I, when I was about 9 or 10 years old, uh, my mother, of course, you all know she was from Germany. and uh, Miss Amy, you can just pull you up a little seat right there. I'll be using you again right here a second. And... Uh, She's, she's, she's the Vanna White of Potter's Hope, you know. So, just, so thank you, Vanna. <laughs> so uh, when I was 9 or 10 years old, my mother, you all know she was German. And uh, one of her, uh, her brother, I think, that when she was young, growing up in the late 1930s and early 40s, uh, her brother had a steam engine. And one year for Christmas, I'll never forget it, she got me this little steam engine that literally you put the fuel tablets in there, you filled the tank up with water. And you know what? When everything was right, man, it worked. Well, I played with that several times and, and, and everything, but then I remember putting it up. Kids know I still have it. And every year at Christmas time, we'll get it back up. But there's something that when I got that back out, I just expected that I could put the water in there, put the heat to it, and it would just go... But guess what? 
It didn't. Because even though I had the right fuel, I had the right things in place, it didn't. It was froze up because it hadn't been used. And what had happened is that it it, it had become rusted. So, you know, it kept it from doing what it was supposed to or what what it was made to do. And it's much the same way with us today. We are not efficient because we don't use the things that God has given us to use. God has given us a plethora of things, of gifts. When the world looks, America's got talent, the kingdom's got gifts. Can I get a witness in this house? We have gifts. I want to assure you, even when we were going back to that creed that I said, Clay, here a while back about about being God's man two or three weeks ago, that when we looked at that, that very thing, do we realize as Christian people the full arsenal that we have in the kingdom of God to fight the evils that we are dealing with today? We have an arsenal. A full arsenal in and of God. But in order to be productive, we have to be efficient. And we need to understand that. that, that in, and, and in order to do that, in order, we've got to keep things moving. It's much that way. The thing that I told you the other day real quick, the second point was this, is that to understand that you are essential. You are essential. Hell wakes, or when you wake up every morning, hell starts in on you. Telling you everything that you're not. Telling you everything that you've done in the past. And hell, every morning when you rise, does its best to create a culture in your mind of defeat. But about the moment you woke or your eyes wake up, that's about when the spirit wakes up. It says, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I am a child of God, and I'm a warrior in the kingdom. The third thing is this. If you can put that, these all talking about productivity within that realm. We talked about procrastination and how that putting something off to tomorrow, how that is so non-effective or that, that that really creates something within the church. And I can dare say, just like we had mentioned Sunday, just quickly, Just quickly, this thought. How many people have put off, I'll get saved next week. You know what? I'll do this next week. You know what? I'll be, I'll do. And next week never comes. Hmm. I want to switch this word tonight. I want to use the word, I want to use the word zeal if I could because I find that it is, is, I'm looking for an option and and. An opposite of procrastination. And I begin to think about zeal. Zeal being this. Great energy or enthusiasm. Pursuit of a cause and or objective. The church today in order to be productive. How many of you have zeal when you go into work in the morning? <laughs> Let me just talk about me and my house for a minute. <laughs> well, I better watch it. Vanna's sitting right over here to, the, to my right. But the zeal to be productive and to have that, but to look, if we could have this focus in the kingdom of God, you'll find very few people that say, man, I'm excited about going to work. But in the kingdom, if we could shift our focus and have a zeal, have a, have a real consciousness and an objective today to say, Lord, who are you going to put in my path that I can share the gospel of Jesus Christ with? That's a zeal. That's worth getting up for. That's worth getting up for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And on that word, when you think about that, and I put it right underneath here also, is how many of you are good at prioritizing things? I believe that, Josh. Larry, you pretty good at it? Yeah, pretty good at it. You know, this is, (laughs) Kathy says he is. So in the midst of that, I want you to think about prioritizing. And in order to be productive, you have got to be or to have or to prioritize. That has to be in your life. What is the most important thing today? We've got to begin to prioritize in order to be productive and to have that very thing within the church. I'm going to ask you this. What do you think is the most important thing today that the church, the body of Christ, should be doing? I need a hand raised. Courtney, reading our words. Somebody else. Kathy, 
Sharing the word. Somebody else. Praying. Loving on everybody. Amen. Six feet away, Amy said. <laughs> so funny. So funny. But guys, when you look at this, this is the reason we've got to think, and, and all of this is really, I'm really funneling all this into what's probably going to be the message. It's going to be, the, the, it's, it's going to continue in the thought of reaching people. Because today, we, we really spoke to that Sunday about the importance of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the world is spreading its agenda at warp speed. And we have to be equipped and ready. Now, for those of you today that say, I can't do it, I can't do it. Can I tell you something? God is not, if he could use those fishermen, why can't he use us? That if he used them, why can't he use us? Now, when we look at that, we've got to understand that my priority today is to reach somebody for him. Is Jake in here? Jake, if you could, could you go over? Could you come out of there? I need to tell you something. We got a commercial break right now. If y'all, play, no, I'm just kidding. Could you go over into the office, please, and get get some Gospels of John for me, please? I think there's plenty over there. I think. Thank you all. Excuse me. I want to talk about this tonight and, and, and to tag this out. And I, I, I promise I'm, I'm, not, I'm going to try not to keep you long. It's about distribution. It's about distribution. And what product is this body producing? It's been said several times, you've heard it many times, that if your church was not here, would it be missed? That's a good question. To ask all of us tonight that if this church was not here, would the county even miss it? When we begin to think about distribution, you begin to think about a chain that happens. You begin to think about how, that what good is the product if you can't get the product out? So you and I have to understand that not only are we essential, not only do we need to be efficient, not only do we have zeal to get it out, but we need to be able to distribute the word. And this is where most Christians pull back. That's your job, Brother Wayne. That's your job, Asher Bach. That's your job, whoever. But distribution is the key. What good is a product, Dan, if we can't get it out there? What good is the gospel if it's not shared? What good is this precious blood of Jesus that you and I have received? What good is it if it just reaches us and there's 26,000 people in this county that maybe only a tenth of them go to church? Can I tell you, I just want to make it clear tonight. I don't want people from other churches. I want lost people doing lost things to get saved and be born again and change not just within their culture, but change every piece of the world around. Can I get an amen? That's what I want. I want to make my objective clear tonight. I'm not looking to do that. I want God to use what is here, what's coming here, to reach 26,000 people, and then ever how many million are here? Hallelujah. How many of you believe we're not just a county or a country church? We are a regional body of believers that is going to see this whole state changed for the cause of Jesus Christ. And we'll reach the state, and then we'll reach the nation. Not through our name, but through His and by His name. And it starts with what we've said forever. Reach. 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 Reach one. Reach one. Reach one. It's overwhelming tonight to think of that. And we look at the other priorities that we have, really our list of efficient, or when we talk about being efficient, then we look at the other things that take our time. And Sunday when I said, are we a workforce or a weak force? God is looking for a body of believers that he can use. That piece in Galatians chapter 5, even though it's speaking about law and grace, Paul is speaking. I like the way Paul uses his words there in the book of Galatians. He even said, who has bewitched you 
He even says, what does hinder you? You were running and doing so well. What has caused you to be so inefficient? You did believe in grace. You were caught up in grace. And then he goes on to say, Asher, that even a little leaven begins to do that. Can I tell you, don't receive. I don't, and I've said this before. Turn to somebody and say, don't let everybody speak into your life. When somebody says, I got a word for you. I like asking them stuff like this, so <laughs> you read your word every day. Well, if you ain't going to be in the word, don't have a word for me. Okay. Okay. And, and the real part of that is what hinders us. It goes back to that. And the thing is that now there's so many things that are out there. So many things. In distribution, we don't need anything to hinder this precious gospel in our objective. Location. Location and distribution are critical. It's critical. Potter's Hope, I, we, are, we are, and when I look at this in the way that where God has, has put us, we're put right here. God placed us right here and, and with such a location. There was such an address to where things go. Marion Hack in every direction, not just here, but also at the bridge. To reach north, south, east, west. God's placed us here. Sure, other churches too. I'm not trying to say we got a corner on the market at all. But location is important. And I'm not just talking about a physical address. I like when the word kindly ascribes to this that it says that, and Jesus uses it in John 14. He said that where I am, there may you be also when he's talking about the Father's house. Isn't it awesome to know how many of you believe that Jesus is living on the inside of you? And that you're in him and he's in you. So then this thought is when we talk about distributing the gospel, that when somebody's in need and you're born again, can I tell you, is the need meter there or not? That if somebody, if Jesus is on the inside of you and somebody needs a miracle. Well, hold on a minute. i got to call TB in. Hang on just a minute. Let me call the 700 Club. No. Let's call on Jesus. Let's call on the one that's on the inside of us. Let's call on the one that we're in. And when we begin to think about location, that where he is, listen, things happen. Man, I've got a book full. Listen, a, a precious word of God that is full, that where Jesus was, things changed and things shifted. And I believe that word. Productivity is tied directly to distribution. Many of you have heard the word whirlport. We're within 70 miles, 70 to 80 miles of what is called the Whirlport. Anybody that's familiar with logistics and familiar with distribution knows how important it is having UPS, which is called, they basically call that whole facility Whirlport. Miles, Amy, miles of conveyor belt lines and miles of that, hundreds of, uh, of departures and coming in each and every day. It's unbelievable. It's right here within 80 miles of us. It's the largest automated package handling facility in the world. And the center point of UPS's Worldwide Air Network. More than 300 flights arrive and depart daily. And this is before everything so much went online. This was taken are brought from probably a few years back. The hub processes roughly 2 million packages a day, increasing to 4 million during the December peak holiday shipping season and or COVID-19. No. Can you imagine that? 2 million packages a day and then going up to 4 million packages coming into one hub, one place. We think about distribution. This is something that we've got to, we go back to the very core. That listen, we're going to get out of something what we put into something. We talked about your marriage. It's the same way with your walk with Christ. If you want to speak the word, you've got to put the word in you. If you want to have power in the word, you've got to see that word as power in you. 
and believe it for yourself. Mm. Now, what are we doing with what we've been given? Amy, get ready. You're going to just, this is going to be our list over here. You can just draw a line between those. Somebody tell me tonight, and even online there too, any of you folks, like I said, treating this like a hope group, somebody tell me what Christ has given you that you should be sharing. What has Christ given you? Now listen, you know, we know salvation. We understand that. We know we're going to share that. But what is something that you know that God has given you, the hope, God has given you that you should be sharing? Yes, brother. Hallelujah. Freedom. Can we give God some praise in this house? Freedom. Hallelujah. Somebody else, should you be sharing that? Praise God. Jane. Hope. Let's praise God for some hope tonight. Hope. We should be giving hope. Boy, and isn't there a time right now to be sharing some hope? Clay, what's he giving you? I don't care to put you on the spot. Restoration of my restoration. Come on, somebody. Somebody else. Who? Grace. Love it. Kathy. Love. Strength. Peace. I understand. Yeah, Larry was saying that that what he's given you is the fact that you know a lot of people. Yeah, because of what you did in school and different things, all that stuff, even in the work realm. Big circle, man, I like that. Amen. Anybody else? He's giving you a testimony. Testimony. Change. See, and the list goes on and on. And as we begin to break this down, how many of you believe that on this list, how many of you believe that everybody else needs what you've been given? At least an opportunity to receive that. Now, the thing is, if church stops when we come in, or if church starts and stops when we come in and out, then listen, I've got to, I really want us to get to this point because here's where we're at in Matthew When we're right here in Matthew chapter 25, how many of you believe that he's given you a lot of things? Sure he has. Now I'm asking you, like I'm asking the church, what are we doing with what we've been given? If he's given you love, why are we spewing out hate? If he's given you truth, why are we still telling or believing the lie? If he's given you hope, why are you living in despair and speaking despair? It'll never work. Remember that old hee-haw song, Gloom, Despair, and Agony on Me? Some of you wake up to that every morning, I'll guarantee you, on your alarm clock. No, you don't. No, you don't. What I'm saying is this, church, is that living and considering the time that we were in right now, we have, listen, we have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost of God. Can I get a witness? We have that. That's the kingdom of God. We are hope. We are light. Man, and the list just goes on and on. The reason that I feel like that it is so important today, when it says, and there's going to be something here that, Amy, if we can, I don't know if you can erase those first ones. That's all right. We can go underneath the others if we need to. I want to talk to you about this for a minute. For those of you that are here, and you know, because I deal with this a lot. People are saying, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing for Jesus. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in the kingdom. The word said, he gave unto one five, he gave unto another two, and to another one. Have you all ever looked at somebody and said, man, God's given them so much. They got like five. Maybe they got, you think, boy, they got two. There's others, you know, not even. But I like what he says here because when Jesus said, and the way the King James brings it out, to his several ability, to his several ability. I want to, I found, I found this, and I like the way that it was defined. It was defined this way. When we talk about ability, it can mean this. I'll get to points here in a minute. But in our, 
inerrant power. Power residing in a thing by virtue or of its nature. Now, when you begin to think that every time that you say, I just can't do that, I don't have the ability to do that, I'm going to ask you again, is Jesus Christ on the inside of you? How many of you know that the Holy Ghost is living on the inside of you? You better look out because this word ability here is the word dunamis. And that word ability is dunamis. When we talk about dunamis, we talk about power. We talk about Holy Ghost. So it's power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Now when we talk about that, we know that the Holy Ghost cannot live, cannot have power in an unclean temple. No, you're not. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So if we fall, we get up. If we do that. But this is the thing. Of or which a person or thing exerts or put forth. That ability is the power, if you will, residing in a person or even a thing. Now, for the note takers. What kind of ability? Some of you are going to jump off the bus here. How many of you believe that through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be part of seeing and performing miracles in Jesus' name? First thing, ability. I want you to write down my ability. Miracle working power. I believe it, Clay. Not everybody, Gina, that I've prayed for to get better got better. Not everybody got healed here. But, boy, there were some that did. I'm going to ask you this. If only one in a hundred that you ever prayed for got their healing, would you pray for the next one? Well, come on, give God some praise. This is what I want to tell you. This is where it shows you God's divine sovereignty and will. He told us to pray for the sick. He told us to do that. He conveys to us that's our job. The healing's on his side. But through the Holy Ghost that exerts that power, that virtue working in somebody is where it's at. Think about the Holy Ghost as I can do all things. With men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. The ability, write that down, miracle working power. Ability equals mm, moral power. Moral power. First we had miracle power, now we've got moral power. What am I talking about? In a nation today that is seemingly losing all morality through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to be moral people. Why do you think hell's breaking? There's no morals. Why? Because another spirit is leading. I wish I could get a witness. Is leading this nation. Moral power. That ability that it attributes right there is not just miracle working power. It helps you to have that moral power. And I wrote it down here and it's wrote down here. Excellence of soul. That through that ability, through the Holy Spirit, we have morality. I can't do that. on My flesh don't want to do anything good. My flesh wants to hate, envy, gossip, lie, cheat. Do you need more? My flesh wants to think the very worst of us, Denise. That's my flesh. But my spirit says, give them a chance. I hear the Holy Ghost sometimes, leave him alone and let me work with him. So if y'all think some of y'all I'm leaving you alone, that may no, I'm just kidding. Let me move on here. Miracle power, moral power. And it's also this, the power and influence which belongs to riches and wealth. Now look here. We used to say this, and I've heard this said, oh, those people had means. They got means. So means. You heard people say, oh, they got means. Y'all ever hear that? Some of you shaking your head, no. Y'all wasn't raised to die, Barry. I'll let y'all off the hook. But we say, you know, they had means. They had means, meaning they had a means. They had money. They had money. So here, when we look at that, the ability is the means. Now, I want you to think about this a minute because we can see this in contrast to to all of us. We're still talking about productivity. We're still talking about ability. But can I tell you, the means to see something done. How many of you know that when you're broke, your daddy's still rich? 
and you still have when he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Means, that ability is means or power. Also within the word ability, you can see this also, is that it also can mean power and resources arising from numbers. can also mean or consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, and listen, ability can equal manpower. Miracle working power, moral power, means as power. I didn't want to use the word money. And then just manpower. When Jesus said, look out under the fields, they're white under harvest. Truly, the harvest is ripe and it's plenteous. We've got a product, but we don't have any way to get it just distributed. But the laborers are few. I don't know about you all, but this gospel has changed my life. And it continues to change my life. I like, I, 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 I'm, I, I really, I try not to get defeated. I, I really do. I, I work on that. <laughs> but I simply come back to the place, God, I'm just so thankful you ain't done with me yet. I know you got some work to do. Just keep your hand on me. Even if it's a spanking, just keep your hand on me. So in the midst of that ability, the church needs to look at that, that we have the power to do miracles, that through the Holy Ghost you have a morality in Him that you don't have in your flesh. And I listed the other things. When you use that by word, it can be power, works, miracles, strength, might, virtue, even being mighty. It even means abundance, and it even means deeds. When you break that word down, the word ability. And how many times have we said, I don't have the ability? Ability is tied directly to productivity. But it's not the ability in you or I. It's the ability in him. Won't be much longer. When I think about this, this passage and I, I think about what he has given and, and I look at what he's given us as a body of believers. I'll make this personal. It's a potter's hope. And I'm sure other people, maybe that are watching online, attend other places, I'm sure they could see the same thing within their body of believers. I can honestly say that there's not been one thing since 2004 that we have ever asked God for pertaining to the kingdom that he has not supplied. Roger, would you agree with that? Been an elder here since all that time. Stephen, since you've been on board, there's not been one thing. We've said in elders' meetings and all those things that anything that we've asked of God in the kingdom, he's done it. Property. Different things. And now I'm asking God to raise up a generation. Men and women of God, what are we doing with what we've been given? Amy and I have been given loads of grace. To say restoration wouldn't just be with a capital R, it'd be with a capital E-S-T-O-R-A-T-I-O-N. I think I spelled that right. There's never been a time, and just to go back to thought where we were the other day, there's never been a time that America has needed the church like it does right now in 2020. The Lord needs you. He doesn't need you just to believe the word. He needs you to share the word. Jake, if you bring those, please. Shirley, for the past 
I don't know how long y'all been, or 10, 12 years, long time. And we've all been going through this fast. And you can put them right up here. We've been, you've been part of the fast for years. Thank you, Jake. And every year during the fast, most of you would agree. And boy, we didn't know all this was coming. But aren't you thankful we had that 21 days of consecration and preparation? We've never had, Roger, I've said it, we said it as elders. Anyone here, anyone watching, we've never had the time of unity. It's always been great. But this year, we've never had the time of unity like we had this year for that 21 days. I believe God knew what he was doing. So, when we look at that and we think about productivity and we think, do I have the ability The greatest thing that I can give you Roger, will you help me? Stephen, will you help me? Is the word. Just stay there where you're at. They'll hand them out. Dan, you can help you right up here close. Will you help me? Hold on before you hand them out, okay? Now, I'm going to be this real with you. It's the Gospel of John. I love the synoptic Gospels, meaning they follow the same narrative. But the Gospel of John speaks of the deity of who he is. It's different. In the morning when I get up, sure, I'll have a cup of coffee, but I'll start craving that word. Because I crave that word, I just, God, show me today. I'm in, I'm saying this just to encourage you. I, I, I love the Old Testament. I'm in 2 Samuel now. And in 2 Samuel 6, I can tell you it's, it's where they were bringing. We're, 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 I love that part where David is bringing the tabernacle, if you will. He's bringing the presence of God of the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem, open air worship. It's amazing. And we know what happens there. The, they hit a rut. The ox, the oxen kind of shifted and, and man put his hand on there and they they put their hand on there. What not Nadab and Abihu? He put his, his Uzzah, that's who it was, put his hand on there and when he did that quick he was done God took him that represented the presence of God you can't handle God God begins to work in you when you hold this word of God when you hold that you're holding power you have authority just lately, I had the opportunity to go pray with somebody, and, and it was one of those calls that you get. I won't go into great detail. It's one of those calls you get, and you thought, oh, what's going to happen? All I knew is this, is I was prayed up when I, I wanted to be prayed up when I went. I called on a few other people and said, you be prayed up when I go. This is what I know. How many of you believe greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? Is that my word? Mike, or is that his word? I can stand on that word. Tonight, what I want to say is this. I'm going to give you one of these, and, but I only want to give it to those that will read it from front to back. The thing, we've been getting these now for years. We try to catch them on sale. Sometimes they're 99. We like them when it's 99 cents. Sometimes they're $1.39, 49. We, we've literally have handed out hundreds of these. Hundreds of these, and we're going to keep doing it, Clay. I want you to read it from front to back. And as you're reading it, I want you to go ahead and believe that the Lord is going to show you that the Lord, and and you may not even know who it is, but say, Lord, you know who it is. This is going in somebody's hand. I'm going to give this word, Kathy, to somebody. Lord, you already know who it is. I don't know if it's a gas station. I don't know if I'm going to be in line. wherever. Rick, I don't know if I'm going to hand it off to the doctor. I don't know. But I'm going to give it to somebody. And Lord, whoever that is, see, I believe this way, Amy. 
through that ability, I believe, Lord, you already know who it is, so go ahead and start preparing their heart. God, maybe right now they're contemplating suicide. God, I believe this word is going to change their life. You start believing that. That's where it starts. Now, the thing is this. All you're doing is handing them a piece of paper if you don't believe there's power in it. But if you know and believe there's power in it, how would I do that? I'd go up to a gas station. Hey, man, how you doing? Awesome. Hey, listen, I got a little something I want to give you. Most people say, okay. If you got one of them gas cards, that's good too. We'll, We'll give some more of them out too. But then you do that. And before you do, you say, hey. And they'll reach out and you say, let me pray with you. And you pray with them. You don't have to get into anything real deep. And you say, hey, this, you know, if they don't seem real antsy, I got to watch people. If they don't seem real antsy, hey, is there something you want to pray about? And sometimes the Holy Ghost will say, marital problems. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will say something like, trouble with the kids. It could be anything. Holy Ghost will say something like, they're not feeling well. It could be anything. But how many of you? would take this because this is really where we started and we're going to use it as a seed. What I'm doing tonight is this. I'm giving you something. I'm giving you one. What you do with it, if you'll plant it in the kingdom, how many of you are believing for an increase? I'm believing for an increase. If you want one of these and you'll read it, even your kids, if your kids are sitting with you. Now listen to me, parents. Precious seed right here. Precious seed. Kids, if you raise your hand, you better look at mom and daddy and say, you going to help me? Because what I want these youngins to do is they're going to take that and they're going to put it in somebody's hand with you. If you want one of these, if, I could, if we could plant this seed tonight, would you raise your hand real high? You're saying, Brother Wayne, I'm going to take this precious seed. Go ahead, everybody that's got their hand up. Courtney, watch your youngins. Watch your youngins. Every one of them, watch your youngins. If they got their hand up, they're going to be sharing this gospel. Productivity. I'm going to tell you right now, don't y'all take that home. Come back to me. Brother Wayne, we lost it. That's a precious seed. That's a precious seed. Distribution. Clay, how many tracks have you given out over the past 10 years? How many? Give me a guess. Hundreds? Thousands, maybe? Clay gives out a lot of tracks. Clay don't much meet a stranger. And he and I were spending a few minutes today on the phone and just in agreement. If there's ever been a time that this nation needs this word, it's right now. I know tonight this was uh, it's like a hope group. For those of you that, uh, have we, how many have we got left? We got several left. Jake, was there another box over there? It's all of them. There's another box. Praise God. So anybody watching online tonight, if you would come by the office tomorrow between 8 and 1. Anybody watching online? All you got to do is honk your horn. Miss Jane will be there at the front desk. She'll bring you one of those out. Won't you, Miss Jane? By the way, can we thank God for Miss Jane? Boy, don't we appreciate her. Appreciate you, Miss Jane. I think there's probably a hundred to a box. Come on by. Get you one of those. Read it. Read it. Pray over it. We've done it for years. Here we are right here in the middle. Not the middle yet. July, give that word.
to someone else. You know what? You're going to get to pray with somebody. I didn't trick you. I didn't manipulate you. Not at all. We just trying to let you see you got some Holy Ghost boldness. Don't go with Kathy. I'm just kidding. She'd be a great one to go with. Did everybody get one of those words that they want? Pray with you tonight. Lord, we love you so much. God, tonight, you said that when you gave five, brought back five. Or increased it. It was a 100% gain. That one that you gave two, increased it by two more. That's 100%. And God, today, I, as a church, God, me as a Christian, I can't say that, I, that I'm giving 100% in some areas of my life. God, tonight, this, this is a thing. And listen, churches, we're praying. God, it's not even so much about seeing the increase in that sense. It's just truly about just yielding to you and doing what you said to do. Why? Because, Lord, you are the increase. And, God, it's the work, the ability, coupled together that we're going to see this increase in the kingdom. So God, tonight, when we're reading that word tonight or tomorrow, God, I just pray you quicken our hearts that even with the youngins that are in here, God, this won't be something tossed to the side. That God, this is going to be a precious seed and we're going to hear. Church, listen, we're going to hear God, I want everybody to be able to say where they gave that and what happened when they prayed with somebody. God, let every one of us that received one of those be able to tell or have a testimony of where we planted that seed for your glory and your purpose. God, tonight, let your word go with us. I know it's in us, but God, let us go in your strength and in your power for your glory. And God, simply let us reach one. It's in your name, Jesus. And everybody said hallelujah. God bless you. I want to tell you this before you leave. Be ready when I ask you. Be ready when I ask you. What did you do with that gospel of John? Where'd you plant that word? I want to know. So you be ready.